Zeit ist in der Kleinstadt Winden ein Junge auf mysteriöse Weise verschwunden. Guten Abend an alle da draußen. Ihr hört Radio Winden, Winden's number one radio station since 1953. We're turning it over to the Dark Three, only on Radio Winden. Hello, welcome to Radio Winden. Hello. Hello. That's how you say it in uh, German, right? Hello. 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 Or if you are in or from Hamburg, which is where you would be from by association. Oh, right. Hamburg. Okay. All right. So you can say moin or moin moin. Moin moin. moin. Oh, that's, that's so cute. cute. That's very yeah. cute. I love how you just said by association that we'd both be from Hamburg because that's where you're from. That yeah. makes me, or that's where you are. That makes yeah. me so happy. <laughs> me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd really like it here. It's um, it's a nautical city, and it's like northern and nautical, and uh, we're on the major river, the Elbe, and it's just got like, you know, me and the nautical really cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that perfect vibe. Yeah. That nautical vibe. Yeah. I totally dig it. We were supposed to do Elizabeth's episode, but. We realized, actually, who was it? I think it was Merck's realized, suggested right right away, I think. It was me. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah, you. It was Acorn. Acorn, Acorn <laughs> suggested right away as the holiday season was kicking off. She said in our group chat, do we want to just do a Radio Winden uh, this week? Because it's, you know, crazy busy holiday stuff happening, you know, and uh, I, I remember looking at that going, I don't think I need to do that. I think I can handle still prepare. Oh, thank goodness for you, Acorn, because you were right. <laughs> yeah. There were so many video calls and all this kind of stuff. So it was very good. So we are doing a Radio Winden today. Apologies to anybody who was really excited for Elizabeth's episode, but that'll just be next Thursday and uh, we'll just chill. We'll read some mail and uh, maybe dive into a couple of theories and go from there. So, Mailman, do you want to take it over? I sure can. I've got mail. Mailman. Mailman. We still second. haven't come up with a jingle for that yet. No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm the Mailman. I've got mail. We get a lot of emails from Ken. Mm -hmm. We've read one of Ken's emails before. However, there was one that Ken sent in October that I got really excited about. So yeah. I'd like to read that one today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, Ken. I love it. And they're all so good and like so detailed. So this one was super wild for me. Answering your turtle quote confusion. Turtle quote. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. the turtle yes. quote. Yes. Yeah. Remember how we were like, what yep. does this mean? Yeah. And um, we knew it meant something. We just couldn't figure it out. Well, get and ready. Again, that was, Shut gosh, up. that was from the Noah episode, right? Yes. Yes. So this was after the Noah episode. Hello, Acorn, Murgles, and Pumpkinberry. Hello. Hi. Hi. I was very happy to discover your podcast on the Dark subreddit after completing my second watch through of Dark. I love your format of going topic to topic rather than episode to episode. I'm also shocked at how much I was missing while watching the show. You've brought out details that I never would have noticed in a hundred watch throughs. Keep up the good work. Aww. <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> I just completed your episode on Noah and noted that you were confused about the turtle quote from the notebook. I know a little bit about that quote, and I thought you might be interested to learn a little more about it. Yes! Um, Knowledge bomb us! Let's yes. go! <laughs> it comes from Arthur Schopenhauer's The World as Will and Representation, chapter 28, 
page 405. What fascinates me is that Adam's commentary in the prologue of Season 2, Episode 7 is almost a paraphrase from the next paragraph in the chapter, where Schopenhauer Mm. points out that the human world is no different in character. So if you will allow me to, let me take a slightly longer version of the quote and append Adam's commentary on the meaning of the turtle quote. Better yet, read the Schopenhauer quote, then immediately watch Adam's monologue. Acorn, would you like to read the quote? Sure. The nullity and futility of the striving of phenomena in their entirety are more easily grasped in the simple, easily surveyable life of animals. The multiplicity of the organization, the ingenuity of the means by which each is adapted to the element of its prey, contrasts distinctly here with the absence of any tenable final purpose. No. Instead... What displays itself is only momentary, well-being, fleeting enjoyment conditioned by privation, much in long-suffering, constant battle, bellum omenum, everything a hunter in everything hunted, a welter of pressure, privation, hardship, anxiety, shrieking and howling in secula secolorum, or until the crust of the planet once again breaks." What? Youngin reports that in Java, he saw an immense field entirely covered with skeletons and took it to be a battlefield. However, they were nothing but skeletons of large turtles, five feet long, three feet broad, and of equal height. These turtles come this way from the sea in order to lay their eggs and are then seized by wild dogs. With their united strength, these dogs lay them on their backs, tear (gasps) open their lower armor, the small scales of their belly, and devour them alive. But then a tiger often pounces on the dogs. Now all this misery is repeated thousands and thousands of times, year in, year out. For this, then, are these turtles born. For what offense must they suffer this agony? What is the point of the whole scene of horror? The only answer is that the will to live, the will to life, thus objectifies itself. People are peculiar creatures. All their actions are driven by desire, their characters forged by pain. As much as they might try to suppress the pain, to repress the desire, they cannot liberate themselves from eternal servitude to their feelings. As long as the storm rages within them, they can find no peace, not in life, not in death. And so they will do all that must be done. Pain is their ship, desire their compass, all that humankind is capable of. Wow, holy shit. Just spell out what's happening in dark, why don't you? Yeah, (laughs) literally. Wow, that's amazing. I feel like I found only pieces of this when I was looking for the turtle stuff. Like, so it makes me think yeah. it was part of their reading list, right? Yeah. Like they actually read whatever this book was. Mm-hmm. Well, so the next thing that, that Ken says is that the showrunners made clear in an interview that they wanted to take Schopenhauer's writings on the will and give it an emotion. The meaning oh. of the turtle quote is the meaning of wind in itself. The meaning of all the suffering that all the characters go through and inflict is the will to life, will zum Leben. A blind, purposeless striving for survival. This blind, purposeless striving is what humans experience as their feelings, emotions, and desires. They can feel it, but never fully understand it. Because of it, no human can find peace except for fleeting moments only. The definition of Winden is not all that different from that of Wild zum Leben. It means to wind, to squirm, to writhe. Anyway, you can use this in the show if you see fit. 
I hope you at least think about it when you are coming up with your Adam and Ava shows. Yeah. I hope you don't treat them too terribly. I have a soft spot for Greek tragic characters who destroy themselves completely by the very forces they are animated from. Oh, at yes. least have some oh. sympathy for the complete and utter despair that is Adam and Eve. Experience. Oh yeah, oh, of course. oh we do, we absolutely yeah. do. Oh, don't oh, worry, yeah. we we love them both. Yeah, they are just as much victims. So yeah, that's that's the email from Ken. But I thought that that was so fascinating. Um, and what a what a amazing sort of like additive mm. into the lore and the universe of the show that very clearly was deliberately put in there mm -hmm. especially this now all this misery is repeated for thousands and thousands of times year in year out it's interesting to think about everybody in Winden being turtles and then who are the wild dogs yeah sick mundus yeah. And then the tiger that comes to devour would be Ava and Adam, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that's I even think what also, we landed on the Noah episode. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think also it's just like a fascinating reminder, especially the focus on pain and desire and how in our most recent episodes, especially Hannah, we have discussed the idea of desire and pain and these characters representing those things. And now I wonder if maybe that's it across the board and not just Hannah only represents desire for Tanhouse, but that, you know, every character represents either pain or desire or both or something like that. Yeah, the emotions. Right, because as it says, all of their actions are driven by desire, but their characters are forged in pain. I think that really describes like all the characters in Winden. Each, yeah. each character has its own desire, but then something about the timeline or the character or their relationships with other people keeps bringing up and like forging pain into their stories. To bring it back to when we started really looking into Hannah and how everything surrounding her and we took a second look at her, everything around her is painful. Uh, everything she does is, you know, very manipulative and, and gross, but everyone has that. Ulrich is surrounded by pain. Katarina is surrounded by pain. Like they all are. Mm-hmm being devoured by oh that's another interesting thought if the wild dogs are actually the timeline you know oh yeah yeah if being trapped in that time loop you know and it's doing that to them over and over and over again oh you are a cancer also, you are a poison yep especially with the turtles having made this journey to lay their eggs mm -hmm. you know to mm -hmm. continue their their own line and being ravaged by the elements around them or their timeline Yep. The uh, cyclical generational trauma that we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Oh, my gosh. It was really cool to read it in its expanded form, the quote, and also just the fact that you brought this to us. Like, thank you yeah. if, if you've read it or if you picked it up from the interview. It was really neat to revisit that and see where it came from and just imagine this is where the creators potentially drew a lot of inspiration for Wyndon. Do we want to read another one? What yeah, else we got, absolutely. Mailman? So we got an email, uh, which I believe went to Acorn. Acorn forwarded it to the dark email. Yeah. So this email comes from Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi, Hi, Amy. Dear Acorn, apologies for sending this to this specific email address, but I cannot find an email address to the dark podcast. That's okay. We got it. We found you. We found you. <laughs> I'm writing to you in relation to Peter and Charlotte's love slash relationship. While Peter and Bernadette slash Benny are together in the origin world, the reason they are is because Charlotte does not exist. Therefore, Peter cannot meet her. Hence, that argument is invalid. Wait, sorry, go back. <laughs> Wh which argument? That they're true love? Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's an invalid argument because even in the worlds in which Charlotte does exist, Peter is still with Bernadette. So it doesn't seem to stop him. 
my I've gone, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone over every single scene that Peter and Charlotte are in together meticulously mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. say that I see the love they have for each other. If you and the other dark gals revisit each scene of theirs, you'll see that they have an unspoken intimacy about them. The only reason she's emotionally unavailable to Peter is because she's the chief of police. Cops are typically unemotional. Having said that, if you rewatch Charlotte in many scenes, you'll see her between her body language, facial expressions, and eyes that she's totally in love with Peter. Um, so I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, they didn't just get married by accident. You know, I I think that obviously they have love for each other, but I think, I think Peter's truly in love with Bernadette. I think that that is what, that's the initial strain on their marriage, right? Is that he has an affair with, with Bernadette. And at first you think it's, it's that he's gay and that he is closeted and these things. But then when you realize it's no matter what timeline he's in, he finds Bernadette, then that is his true love really and he can't get away from it also there's something to be said about did charlotte choose her career because she was already it was already easy for her to be emotionally detached or did her being a police officer make her more detached in her life because it's not just that she's emotionally unavailable um, from peter but she's also emotionally unavailable from her children but a lot of that is because she didn't have she didn't have a mother figure in her life, right? Yeah, she only I, she only yeah. had she only had Tanhouse, who we already know is emotionally unavailable because his son has the same argument at the very end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't mean to just blatantly disagree, but I, I I am interested. I like it when other perspectives uh, are presented because it just helps me think through what I actually think about the situation. So I yeah. I find it very helpful to go. Oh well. But then this, you know, like, I I feel like it's not quite. Yeah. Yeah. And to kind of echo and go off of what you were saying, I mean, one of the one of the things that we talked about in the Lovers in a Dangerous Time episode, I believe, Mm -hmm. is the different types of love. And so I think we all very much agree with that. Charlotte and Peter are in love. They were in love. They will be in love, but it may just end up being, or it may just be a different love than what Peter shares with Bernadette. Yeah. You know, Charlotte and Peter's love may be more of a pragma love where they're together because they've been together and they have a family together and they still have tenderness and intimacy around all of their issues. But then when it comes to Peter and Bernadette, maybe it's more it's just a different kind of love. It's, it's like maybe, an Eros love or something yeah, like passion exactly. and a little more passionate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Amy goes on to say, there are so many questions I've been asking about Peter and Charlotte. For example, why did she let him stay in the house slash in her life? Why did he stay if he was so in love with Bernadette? Both of them wear their wedding rings throughout the series showing commitment. Why? In season two, episode six, Charlotte doesn't say anything to Peter during their first scene, yet she is screaming at him that he broke is breaking her heart. Peter is saying the same thing to her, but in so many words. And really, he's saying that he's mad at her because she won't even give him a hand job. Four, in season one, Wait, 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 10, hold on. Stop there. It, yeah. Is that actually accurate? I don't know. I don't remember interpreting that. What episode that. is that? Uh, this is season two, episode six. I'm just going to look it up right now because yeah. that is not... That is definitely not something I remember. Yeah. I vaguely remember them having some sort of like intimacy accusation, but I don't remember if it was that. No, man. No, man. Because the scene right beforehand, there's just, there's, there is so much in this show that is layered where you have to pay attention to what happens immediately before and what, and what What happens happens immediately after after. the scene immediately before that is Alexander lying to Regina 
about is everything okay and it zooms Uh, in on his face after he tells the lie and then switches to charlotte zoomed in and then they recreate the scene backwards they mirror they mirror the scene so it's nothing but lies in this scene so one second let me just watch it here he says it's actually very intense he walks in and she's sitting on the couch in a confrontational way and doesn't say anything and he immediately says i was at the nursing home because clearly they've done this before yeah and he goes is it going to go on like this where you just don't believe anything that i say and then he says say something and she doesn't and he says maybe this is why all of this happened because i get nothing from you nothing it's as if you're dead inside amy very respectfully i don't think this has anything to do with a hand job (laughs) i've scrapped forward just to see if there's any other scenes um yeah i don't see it in this episode it could be from somewhere else and amy was just referencing that with the focus being on episode six acorn's right it's totally possible amy's referencing something else that happens later um because i do vaguely remember some sort of comment about a hand job but i thought it was in reference to i thought it was in reference to something else but this conversation that they have in uh season two episode six is about emotional availability yes where he says talk to me she doesn't and he says maybe this is why all of this happened because i don't get anything from you emotionally Which is pretty at all. harsh when you think about it because yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's like clearly saying that it's her fault that she has been emotionally unavailable beforehand and that's why he chose to find it elsewhere it's just such it's man that's it's tough. a very, it's a very harsh thing to say and also the implication that he's saying i'm not just getting my physical rocks off somewhere i'm getting my emotional rocks off with this person which is a whole other level of betrayal Um, and some people would consider that worse yes in a cheating way i have an emotional (laughs) yeah Yeah. i feel like that emotional vulnerability but but i very much relate to charlotte in some ways like i see her and i'm like oh yep it's a struggle for me to also be emotionally vulnerable and available to you know my loved ones so because it's so difficult for me to do that i hold very dear to me that like emotional vulnerability is is kind of the the main thing right so yeah but in in that scene at least i don't know if amy's referring to a different scene and it's entirely possible uh that she is but in that scene at least they're talking about emotional vulnerability and how she has never been emotionally present for him and that to me that's what that implies like it's always been this way so i don't think that's just because of her job at the police force or her job as the police chief because they've known each other since before that yeah um number four in season one episode 10 peter and charlotte are in the bunker in each other's arms it's hard for me to dismiss this encounter and then number five throughout season two peter and charlotte are with each other and i'd like to believe they're taking baby steps to reconciling having stated all of this while charlotte's treatment of peter isn't the best i think it's best that we look at her through the lens of someone who's under a great deal of pressure in trying to find three missing kids. I appreciate the love one of you has for Peter and Bernadette. I don't know if it's Murgles, PB, or you, Acorn, but I believe in Peter and Charlotte forever. Thank you, Amy. I think it's like a super interesting perspective to push back on. I think I'm curious as to why like I so quickly identified with them that they cared about each other, but that the relationship was relatively over and that Peter was in fact in love with Benny. And you know why I sort of... I think maybe the reason why I identify with this character dynamic is, and I'm not, I'm definitely not 
condoning or endorsing any of the behaviors that are happening with these characters, like specifically any sort of infidelity. Yeah. But I think I am at an age where I have been a person who did not realize that they were in a relationship that was not serving them, trying really hard to make it work, not knowing, literally not having any idea that it wasn't right wondering if I was broken and what was wrong with me for having it not work. Which is definitely what Peter does. Yeah. Like, why don't I feel this way? Yeah. You know, like everyone talks about feeling this way. I think it's, I literally was like, I think that's just a fantasy and it doesn't exist. (laughs) I 100% was in that same position. I'm like, you know, it, that like deep infatuation, the falling in love with someone like that's just in the movies. It doesn't exist. Like, yeah. You know, what I have is more practical and yeah. it's fine because and therefore better. Yes, because exactly. It's because it's not silly and passionate and whatever. There's more to life than just passion. Like I was absolutely there before. And then finding a love that actually enhances everything that you are instead of make you work with what you have. It's a completely mm. different experience. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like to bring it back to dark just a little bit in that we know that Peter is a little bit, at least a little bit religious because in the alt world, he is actually yeah. a priest. Yes. Also, we see him when he's thinking about Benny, he reads the serenity prayer to himself. Yeah. He says it out loud. Right. So yeah. I think it's safe to say that if Peter's relationship with Benny were more socially acceptable at this time, then I think he would have he would have struggled with it less. I don't think he would have stayed and tried to make it work with Charlotte. I think part of the reason why he stays with Charlotte is because he feels like he is broken and that he is sinning because we see it when he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's saying the Lord's prayer, you know, he's all of this stuff. And he really thinks that he, there's something wrong with him uh, in why he is feeling for, for Benny. So I think, and he wants to stay and make his family work. And I think that he suffers from a lot of guilt and he really does want to try to make it work with Charlotte, but Charlotte's never been emotionally available to him. And yes, she treats him poorly and we need to look at what it's like to be cheated on so profoundly and have your partner betray you and Charlotte being an emotionally unavailable person. And then maybe she did open up at times to Peter that betrayal will set her back so phenomenally that there yeah. is there is probably no coming back from that it would have no to be a lot it would have yeah. to be a lot of work from both charlotte and peter but charlotte specifically doesn't seem to want to put in the work to bi- rebuild that trust and unfortunately that's that's just something that you have to that's just something that charlotte needs to realize about herself that as an emotionally unavailable person that struggles to be available when setbacks like that happen sometimes you need to acknowledge when it's unrepairable. Like if you will never be able to be in that place of completely trusting your partner again, then that's it. Then it's not fair to you or your partner. Right. And sometimes shit like that happens where you just, you can't come back from it, at least not at this stage or without massive amounts of therapy or whatever and insane amounts of work from both of you. Charlotte doesn't seem to want to put in that work. She just ignores him gives him the cold shoulder and then, you know, accuses him of fucking child murder for Christ's sake, which is honestly yeah. unfucking forgivable. Yeah, um, I agree. Like it doesn't like <laughs> there's a level of what you did versus 
what I now think you're capable of doing. And that, ex- yeah. that, that the jump there is so extreme that like, I personally, I if I were Peter, I would be like, wow, I can't believe like, yeah, if, if I'm in that box, if, if where I am right now has been put in that box where you think that there's that's no a possibility, yeah. there's no recovering whatsoever. Yeah, like, yeah. like why am here? I trying? Yeah. 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 And also, like, I get it. She finds stuff, the red soil from his cabin and blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. It's honestly, it's the implication that being gay means that you abuse children or that you are also a pedophile. And that is just something that, like, that you can't, no, you can't recover from something like that because that's... No. And honestly, you shouldn't. She doesn't. Like, to some extent, like, I feel like... Yeah. Well, for your own sanity. Yeah. Peter deserves better. Charlotte deserves better. Like they, they each deserve a relationship that is going to serve them. Merck's said this. And I think that that's, I think that that's really, really important. And I do think, I don't discount the fact that they do seem to be trying to make it work and they do seem to be putting in some effort. There are moments where they are like embracing each other. But as someone who has been in a relationship that is definitely not good for me, at all there were still moments towards the end of the relationship where because we were comfortable or because we had been together for so long when I was distraught or uh, he was distraught and I still felt like I needed to be there I even though we had broken up and I was emotionally that rock for him while he was like crying and going through shit because we'd been together for so long but it was not a good relationship right yeah It, it was it was bad it was very 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 bad but I still did those things so I think that that doesn't necessarily mean that they're true love that they are in yeah. love. It could, you can, yeah, you yeah. can be emotionally you, there for somebody. You can be there because it's familiar. You can be there because, you know, you're good friends or because it's comfortable because, you know, that kind of stuff. You can still do those things, even though the relationship isn't serving you in the best way. Yep. You can still love someone and it still not be good for you. Yes. Like, yeah. And you can still, like PB said, you can still show up and, and love someone and have love for them, even if it's no longer the type of love that you need or want in your future. And so I think and that... And not even know it, too. And no, Yeah. I still was like... At that time, I was like, I still love him. Like, I care for him. I want to be his friend. I want to be there for him. And then, you know, when I removed myself and realized how fucking awful that relationship was and how cruel he was to me, I was like, oh, shit. Fucking don't come anywhere near me, you psycho. You know, like that kind of stuff. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't know it when you're in it. And I think... I think the... the, And also getting out of it sometimes is scarier because it's unknown. It's new you don't know but but when you get out and you experience another relationship that is right for you then you can look back and go man charlotte and i tried to make it work for ages but it wasn't it wasn't right i was just trying to do it without realizing what i really wanted or acknowledging what i really wanted kind of thing i think there's yeah. also a dynamic of like punishment happening there yes. like he's punishing he's himself and yep. she is punishing him and yes. that's like I think whether we want to, I don't think that there's, I mean, obviously it's not ideal, but it's understandable that like in that situation, you would want to take your power back. If you're Charlotte, you'd like want to take your power back and punish that person for hurting you. And I think there's an element of that happening with them where it's like, yeah, but she's not acknowledging it, right? Like, no, she's in, I think that she is feeling safe by exerting that power and having him at a distance and he's you know 
constantly trying to earn back her forgiveness but it's yeah again she's in a safe place where he's constantly trying to earn back and she just she can either be there or not be there right she's yeah. not emotionally vulnerable by him trying to do this thing and she can throw herself into her work or whatever but like we also get hints from francisca that it's been that way for a year yeah. so it's not just that this one particular case takes her oh yeah ride, no. you and know their relationship has been crumbling yeah. 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 I think that's a really important distinction, the idea of the level of safety and power, because if Charlotte were to actually admit that the relationship was not savable, then she's completely out of control and has no power exactly. again. Because then she exactly. has to like change her life and leave mm -hmm. and have him leave and deal with all of that. I Whereas think the I'm reality sure is she wants him to leave. She just doesn't she's afraid of that lack of control and she's afraid of that change. And yeah. the fa the lack of control that the change will bring about. Yes, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. We also see them as teenagers too. You know, yeah. like we see the connection begin at the bus stop when Peter arrives in Winden. And so I also want to just note that I have no doubts that they loved each other. I have yeah. no doubts that they were in love. They had a connection. They were for a time happy with each other. But I also want to talk about, because we see this all throughout Dark, you can love people in different ways. You can yeah. be in yeah. love with more than one person at a time or in your lifetime or whatever, you know, love is not permanent. Sometimes love is fleeting. Sometimes you meet people that help you become the person that you are so you can go into your next relationship with someone and experience something more. So I, I also just want to, I guess I just want to, point out and say it is okay if a love ends because sometimes the love just doesn't serve you anymore you or your partner or together or whatever and that's okay you know there's we, we talk about true love and we talk about how Benny and Peter are you know in our opinion true loves in this show but sometimes every love is not a true love yeah I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say yeah and sometimes and it takes you a while to find that true love. Yeah. And sometimes that true love is meant to serve you in a specific way and not meant right. to last forever. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of a lot of relinquishing of control when it comes to that. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Look at this. Look at us. This is uh It's a nice place to hacks. be. <laughs> <laughs> there's an element it's not control, but there's an element of healthy immovableness that comes with wisdom and like age yeah, yeah. and there's like your C's just don't rock as hard which can yeah. be sad but also after decades of stormy seas can also be really nice yeah I was just thinking about that the other day Merkels and what you were saying about I think it was in our grief episode about how when you were in your 20s it was so much about what kind of pain can I inflict on myself by watching this movie or reading yeah. this book and exposing myself to the rawness of the world? Like that was so much my 20s. Yeah. But now that I've gone through so much and like you said, my seas were so rocky. It's like, it's nice to look back and go, I can navigate those seas better because I've been yeah. there and I've learned how and I prefer this calmer route that I'm taking in yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like the seas are still there. You don't stop feeling. Exactly. You just become but, that old man, that old fisherman. That's like, yeah, I know. Storm's coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Time to like raise the, you know, <laughs> rotate the, the. Let's go this way now. To yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going through Depression it. Yeah. prepping. Yeah. This time yep. we, we go up, we go up the squall sideways. Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah. have it face on, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's, that's life, isn't it? And ultimately just living. Yeah. And ultimately this is just our perspective of, of you know, the relationship between Peter and Charlotte, you know, so Amy power to you, like, that's awesome. I love your perspective. And if that's what makes you like happy and that's how you want to interpret the show, I really do feel like the showmakers put something out there and there isn't always one answer. A lot of it, they purposefully leave open Mm -hmm. to interpretation. So absolutely you can take away and have a different perspective than we have i hope i hope when people listen to the show they don't think that we feel like we know it all because we definitely don't and we don't always feel like our answers are correct but i think we often will look at all of the different perspectives and then or at least some of them that we can provide or when you guys write in there's a new perspective we think about that and then we go with whatever feels right in our gut and that's just our perspective that's just our um interpretation of the show but there are many different interpretations. There's many yeah. guts. Like yeah. our guts are mm-hmm. made from from our personal life experiences and yeah. our personal journeys. And it just so happens that we have a lot of uh, paths in common. Yeah, um, do, and so we? I think like we we share a lot of our our gut instincts uh, between the three of us. Yeah. But my my opinions of things, like I was saying earlier, like my opinions of things are completely and utterly colored by my life experience. Yeah. And I have yeah. a tendency to be like, no, it is this way. <laughs> and then like, I'll go through just a real shit year. And I'm like, I knew nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, now that's where I sit is like the well, I'm probably wrong. That's great. But this but, is you where know, I'm at right now. This yeah. is yeah. And it's and okay think, to honor where you're at right now, yeah. too. Exactly. So too. And to be self aware too. to to know, well, I am seeing it this way, because I know this thing happened to me. And mm-hmm. this is now how I view the situation. Like, yes. Yeah. I think I think that's just healthy for anyone to have because you're right. We all go through different experiences. We literally have a billion different ways of reacting to things. There is no one way to view the world. That's yep. what makes the world the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do, do we want to read another one or are we okay on time? Like, what do you want to do? I think we've got time for one more. Okay. We have one, one short, really sweet one. This email comes from NW. Yay, NW. Hello. (laughs) Hi. I just want to thank you. The Dark Three have inspired me in many ways. With this pod and all your other creations, PB is maybe the best narrator of all time. (gasps) You watch my shit. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. That's me so excited. I'm currently on the episode Long Live the Queen. You have all given me hope that other people obsess over stories the same way I do. I love the podcast. I love Dark. Thanks again. I've started my own podcast about a story I've loved for a long time. You three are what got me started. Thanks for all you do. Wait a minute. Oh my God. That's awesome. How dare you? How dare you? No. How dare you say you've inspired me to start a podcast about something, but you don't say the thing and you don't link your podcast. How can we go check it out? (laughs) So I found... Did you do some digging on this person? (laughs) I did not do digging. It's just that okay. um, the email uh, address that this came from mm-hmm. indicated to me that it was the email of the podcast. Oh, oh. okay. Uh-huh. Um, Go on. So, Can we shout out the podcast or sh- do we need permission first? We probably have to ask. We probably yes. have to ask. So here's what we're going to do. We have found it. So we're going to go listen to it. But yes. you should totally <laughs> reply to the email and ask. And then we'll let the rest of the, uh, the dark community know that it exists yes Um, so what what i'm thinking that we do is i will email back thank you so much for your email and we will shout out your podcast next time we record 
Yeah, that sounds good. Does that sound all right? Yeah, but in yeah. the meantime, I want to listen to it. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll send, send. I'll send it, it to you. Early. I'll send it to you. Okay, actually, I'll send it to you right now because yeah. I because uh, I think you're gonna lose it. Really about the subject? Yes, I am so excited to check this out. Come on, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Shut up, dude. <gasps> oh, I didn't realize what it was about. Dude, dude, dude. <gasps> dude. Okay. Yep. I'm do we just it. shout them out right yeah, now? Yeah, let's just, I mean, it's a public we podcast. We can edit it out. I mean, yeah, 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 it's true. true. No, you don't want a podcast, you don't right? Want, yeah. It's totally fine. Y- you yep. want to be shout out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. We're just going to shout it out. And I'm so sorry if you did not want us to do this, but I mean, it's a public podcast and hopefully it's fine. Um, yes. It is. Okay. Go, 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 go. No, go. no, 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 no. no. You, you okay, okay, okay. So uh, it is the Mayfair Witch Cast, and it is a read-along discussion of Anne Rice's novels, The Mayfair Witch's Chronicles. Okay? I tell my so favorite cool. person my favorite story. That so, is so please. sweet. What a cute tagline. Oh, my God. <laughs> so go follow on Twitter, the Mayfair Witch Cast on Twitter. Go check out the podcast, the Mayfair Witch Cast please. I love this. I love this so much. Thank you so much for emailing us. Thank you for engaging with us. And we are so happy that, I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. I love that you said that we have inspired you to do this, but we were the very last smallest brick on the way of you doing it. And we appreciate being that brick, but you have done all the rest of it. Yep. Yes. So congratulations on your podcast we can't wait to listen yeah what a perfect way to end this radio yeah. wind in, man that <laughs> was great that is so good <laughs> oh yay so should we do some mini shout outs or everybody knows where yeah. to find us already anyway do we do shout outs on these radio wind ins i forget uh i don't i, I don't think we do i don't think we do shout outs on these what are, what are you doing <gasps> are you gonna play us a song <gasps> have yourself Oh, Merry Little Christmas. Let your, Let your heart be light. From, From now on, our troubles will be out of So that's it for our Radio Winden. I hope you have a very happy holiday. Big love from the Dark Three to you and yours. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Radio Winden. See you next time.